enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today we're talking about dreams and how if you listen to them, they can cause big changes in your life. Changes to your health or your love life or your career or your outlook and also changes in your relationships. Today, we're going to talk about two women whose dreams caused them to reach out to their neighbors with life-changing consequences. In our first story, Jean Pike admits that she pretended not to notice the face in the window next door as she worked in her garden between her property and her neighbors. She liked her neighbor, Mrs. Weber, but she didn't have time for her that day. Nevertheless, Jean couldn't get a dream out of her mind. It was a dream she had the night before. She had dreamt about a wistful-looking Mrs. Weber rocking a tiny baby, and she had looked so sad in the dream. Jean decided to blame the dream on the fact that she was doing some volunteer work for a local organization that helped unwed mothers, and then she got back to work on her garden. But she could tell that Edna Weber was still watching her. The poor woman was lonely and isolated. Jean never saw her drive her old car. It just sat there in her driveway. She knew that Mrs. Weber had lived there for more than 50 years. And the neighborhood had actually gone downhill in the last 20 years. And Mrs. Weber was afraid to go out. The only visitor she ever seemed to have was the Meals on Wheels delivery person. And now Jean realized she wasn't even sure if Mrs. Weber was okay. She needed to at least check on her. So Jean put two blueberry muffins on a plate and she headed next door. She says, the sheer happiness on Mrs. Weber's face made me feel ashamed. So Mrs. Weber immediately went off to make tea for them. She was so excited. And while Jean waited for her to come back from the kitchen, she saw a basket of yarn next to Mrs. Weber's chair And there was a half-completed blanket looking so soft that she couldn't resist touching it. When Jean complimented Edna on the blanket, she led her to a hall closet where she had a dozen or more baby blankets in mint green, pale lavender, and baby blue, each more beautiful than the last. Jean asked who they were for, and Edna sadly said she didn't know. And then she said she had run out of yarn, so she couldn't finish the one that Jean had seen in the living room. Jean surprised herself by offering to take Edna shopping for yarn. That was the beginning of a fabulous new relationship. Jean supplied Edna with yarn, and Edna made soft blankets for all those unwed mothers at the organization where Jean volunteered. In the case of Dorian Weber, she too befriended a neighbor, but it almost didn't happen. Dorian was supposed to go on a trip. Her good friend was turning 40 and she was having a big party. It was catered and there was a band. And many of Dorian's longtime friends who she hadn't seen in years would be attending as well. She was very excited about the party and she was looking forward to the road trip to get there. But then as the date neared, Dorian couldn't shake the feeling that something bad was going to happen if she and her husband went. Her husband thought she was just feeling jittery about leaving their four children home with a friend who would babysit. But then on the day before the party, when Dorian was packing, she still felt this was a bad idea. 
She couldn't explain why though. So she agreed with her husband that they would go and they were going to leave at five in the morning because it was a six hour drive. That night though, as Dorian was drifting off to sleep, she heard a voice say just one word, stay. She turned to her husband and poked him. Harold, did you just say something? His snore confirmed he was sound asleep. Dorian realized she must have heard the word stay in a dream. When the alarm went off at 4.30, she told her husband they weren't going and she felt such relief. They had a nice laid-back Saturday with the kids. But then after the kids went to bed, Dorian says, a wave of dread washed over me again. I got a sick feeling that something was wrong. Something made her look out the kitchen window to the neighbor's house across the street. It was completely dark. Now, there was an older woman there who kept to herself. Mrs. Biddle was not exactly friendly. Dorian had tried to be neighborly, but Mrs. Biddle had always resisted Dorian's attempts to become friends. Even though Mrs. Biddle was old, Dorian thought it was odd that all the lights were off. She knew that Mrs. Biddle's lights were usually on quite late. Dorian walked across the street and rang the doorbell several times. There was no answer. She tried to peek in through a window, but she couldn't see anything. So she rang the bell again, and then she heard a faint sound inside. Mrs. Biddle was trying to talk, but Dorian couldn't hear what she was saying. She knew one thing, though. It was time to call 911. Minutes later, the police arrived and broke down Mrs. Biddle's door, and soon after, the ambulance arrived. The next day, Dorian went to the hospital to visit Mrs. Biddle. It turned out she had fallen down the last few steps in her house, hit her head as she fell, and broke her ankle. She smiled at Dorian from her hospital bed and thanked her. And that was the beginning of a new relationship between a young family and a formerly unfriendly elderly lady. She and Dorian became good friends, and she joined the family for many dinners and holidays, becoming an honorary grandmother to Dorian's four children. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, listen to your dreams, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there, and you can check out the front and back covers and read more about it. You'll find the book wherever books are sold, including Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Costco Canada, and Amazon. If you have your own stories to share with our readers, head over to chickensoup.com and click on Submit Your Story. You'll find a list of all the topics we're working on along with our writing guidelines. We're always looking for new writers to join our family, and we read every single submission that we receive. And come back next time for something a little different. We're going to talk about Christmas and those times when a homemade gift is the perfect gift. This might be the perfect year to think about giving your own homemade gifts during the pandemic. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.